This is Bodner Live, a live video talk show and podcast, and your destination for trending topics in marketing, advertising, branding, and business. Straight talking marketing maverick, Bodner Dos Santos is your host. Here's Bodner. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live Insights. Today, I'd like to review with you my top 10 tips to starting your business right now. And I've compiled this list from uh, a variety of different entrepreneurs and uh, startup founders who have compiled similar lists along with my own from over 30 years of business experience. I started my first business, uh, before you start thinking I'm really old, I started my first business when I was, thir uh, sorry, 30 some years ago when I was uh, 17 years old. And I've run four companies since then and I've been working uh, ever since. So I've compiled uh, quite a bit of uh, experience of do's and don'ts and uh, want to share that with you today. So the very first topic on my top 10 list is self inventory. Are you sure? Meaning take a self inventory, determine, are you really sure that you want to go into business for yourself? It's not for everybody. I would argue that 90 to 95% of the workforce at some point in time has thought about or considered going out on their own. But not all of those people have actually done it because it's uh, very risky. The rewards can be great, but there's very high risk to it as well. And for a variety of reasons, people may not be ready for that risk or maybe risk, risk adverse. Um, their personality just as uh, one is such that they would rather have the um, assumed or perceived security of working for a job. And I, I say that and I stress that because um, when you really look at it, um, no job is ever truly secure. Uh, companies go out of business, they go through layoffs. Uh, here where I'm at in the state of Florida is a right to work state. So you can be terminated at any time um, for for um, no reason uh, at all, uh, really. So, um, so what is really secure, but some people feel that they're much more secure working for another company. And that's, that's not always the case, but if that's how you feel, then perhaps that's the, the best solution for you. So really take a self inventory, make sure that this is right for you and that you're sure about it. If you are go to number two, which is develop an idea and launch it. And I can't stress that enough that so many people think of an idea and then they research it, they research some other ideas. There's all these lists online through Entrepreneur, Inc. Magazine, and other resources that list all the most popular business ideas and you know different incubator programs that are out there. Some people overstudy the subject matter and they never launch their idea. In fact, it's very similar sometimes to college students I see that never want to leave college. They complete their four-year degree, then they maybe go back and go for another degree or they go for their master's. And it seems like they don't want to go out into the workforce. And I can't totally blame them. It's a scary world out there, but um, you have to get out there at some point. And uh, overstudying it um, is not gonna get you anywhere. The other thing is you really have to think about a few factors. One is what are you passionate about? What do you, what, what really, you know, what would you love what would you love to do um, and make money at it, 
right? So what, what, what are your passions? Where, um, you know, what would really, um, get you excited to wake up the next day and start doing right away or do right now? What are you very knowledgeable about? And then combine that with what kind of a problem can you solve? What, what are some of the problems out there? Because a lot of times people start businesses or create a product or invent something because they just thought intuitively that it was a good idea, but they didn't take the time to listen to people. There are needs, there are desires, there are things that people are looking for to help with their work, with their life, be more efficient. And if you pay attention to those and create something that combines the passion that you have and the knowledge you have with um, a solution for a problem out there, you're going to be very successful. So think about that, but also don't overstudy it. Number three, test the plausibility. How plausible is it that this business can be successful? Um, and if it's very unique and it hasn't uh, ever really been tested before, then maybe focus group it or or do some other kind of primary research to really uh, get a handle on whether or not this could really work. Number four, write a business plan. Very important. I can't say that I've always done it correctly and written a business plan before I started a business. Sometimes we're so excited to get it off the ground or timing or what have you, and we have to kind of write the plan while we're running the business. But make sure that on the ground level of starting your business, writing a business plan is there with it. And following that should be writing a marketing plan. Now the difference is a business plan should contain your goals and objectives, your um uh, operational plan, your financials, um, financial projections, um, all that stuff should be there with research of the market and the audience and competitors. Your marketing plan works very closely with that and is essentially the plan and the vehicle that will move your plan, your business plan to action. So it's how are you going to market the business to meet those goals and objectives or exceed them advertisement and it's often called a marketing communications plan because public relations is and public and media relations are also included how are you going to get this out through pr um number five know your audience and actually meet them in person so yes you can create so many different landing pages and squeeze pages and um, CTA driven uh, form pages or lead gen pages and then look at your Google Analytics and the stats on those pages and you think you've got it all figured out. But people are people, people are human. You gotta go out there and you gotta talk to them too. Get to know who your audience is, meet them in person. Don't just rely on being um, in, you know, in front of your computer screen and getting all the information from that. I know a lot of people who start a business, they think about starting an online business so that they can just stay home in front of their computer and never meet another person again. Um, I, I, I'm sorry to break it to you. You gotta, you gotta connect with people too. Um, also number six, determine costs and establish a budget. So very important for you to determine how much is it gonna cost from the ground level to get this running and to keep it running. Uh, what are the future costs going to be when you scale up and then set some budgetary parameters so that you stay within um, a comfortable margin of profitability. Okay. Um, number seven, and this is a big one, loan versus investors. Now, there are a lot of different loans that you can look at. You can look at bank loans. You can look at uh, small business loans. There, there are a variety of different ones out there. However, more often than not, you're going to find that banks are very risk adverse today um, after the um, 
after the bank crash. And um, there are there are very few that are going to give a startup in any kind of a loan without significant collateral up front. And sometimes that collateral is your home equity, which you may not want to put up. Even then, uh, some banks are not giving out loans until you've been in business for two years. So you think about that, well, two years from now, I don't need a loan. I need a loan now. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, they uh, they also don't want to uh, risk their money into a business that might not make it two years. After two years, they figure it's 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 probably going to be pretty established. So I would um, I would look at investors as a possibility but with investors you also have to think about what are you willing to give up now um you see a lot um you know for example like on shark tank you see people come in with their ideas and the investment that they want but they don't want to give up a lot and they want a lot of investment money and the sharks are looking at them like what are you talking about um you haven't even made anything yet you don't have any inventory and you want all this money and you're only willing to give me one percent of your company no how about I take 100% of your company, I pay you a salary, and, and you know, you've probably, if you watch the show, you've probably seen some of those, and you think, whoa, but it's true. It's, um, you're asking somebody to take all this risk with their money, and then um, what do they get out of it? So you may not be wanting to give up so much of your company right from the beginning. There are also other types of investments called uh, debt-to-equity instruments where it is formed somewhat of like a loan that the investor can later convert into equity into the company and the rules of how and when that can get converted are all negotiated. So that's an option. But your strongest options probably right out of the gate are gonna be um, either one, self-financing it from your own savings that you have, or number two, going to friends and family. And number two is going to be tough as well because some friends and families don't have the resources. And if they have the resources, they may not want to risk that. You may, and it may cause tension between you and them. So you may not even want to go down that road. So my, my best suggestion for you is save now if you haven't already before and try to use your own uh, savings and, and money to start your own business. Um, then we have number eight, which is equity and profit participation. And uh, I often suggest to people that if you have if you have some uh, someone that's going to be involved with your new business venture right from the ground up, right from the beginning, and um, you're promising compensation later down the road, they'll be much more incentivized if you um, if you give them some percentage of something now. Um, there's, there's a, a saying out there that 100% of nothing is still nothing, right? So what's the point of you owning 100% of your business if you're never gonna make anything? I would rather give 40, even 50% of my business to somebody else who's willing to put some sweat in, uh, uh, sweat equity into it and really work hard to build it and for both of us to make money than for neither one of us to make money. So think about that. I think that's really important if you have other people that are going to be involved and help you build your business. Um, number nine, think big. Um, don't, don't think small. Think about what the future looks like and, um, and plan for that. You know, um, do you want to make 10,000 a month, a hundred thousand a month, $200,000 a month, whatever it is, think along those lines and, um, and then put a plan together. That's going to get you there. Sure. You may not get there in the first year, but try to try to put a plan in place that will eventually get you to where you want to be. And then number 10, Last but not least, keep your fixed costs low and as low as possible. 
I'm always reminded of my father who um, inspired me to get into business. And um, he's his recommendation to me, even to this day, is save money, don't spend a lot of money. Um, and um, you know, it's easy it's easy to make money, but it's a lot harder to save money. And and he's true, he's right about that. And I haven't always been good with saving money. I tend to be a lot uh, very generous, uh, uh, and I love I love buying my tech toys too. But um, really, saving. Uh, uh, saving money is a very, very important part. Um, saving, especially uh, those expenses and those fixed costs, are going to be your rent, your utilities, your um, payroll. So those those expenses, try to keep them as low, low as possible because not only is that going to help you with future profitability and having a healthy margin in your business. It's also going to prevent you from being so stressed because starting a new business can be a stressful thing. It's even more stressful when you have a monthly nut to to um, to fulfill every month and you're approaching that month sweating bullets because you're wondering how am I going to pay those expenses? I, have, I haven't collected em, uh, enough in accounts receivables to, to make that. So keeping that as low as possible is also going to help your stress level quite a bit. So um, let me review one through 10 again with you. So number one, self-inventory. Make sure that it's really something you want to do, that some, it's something you're really prepared to do. Number two, develop an idea and launch it. Make sure you're passionate about it. It's something that you're really knowledgeable about and it solves a problem. And as Simon uh, Sinek uh, often says, you know the why of your business. Why should somebody care about it? And uh, define that really clearly and then go ahead and launch it. Don't overstudy it, do it. Uh, because you know if you don't, someone else may have done it already and already sold the business and they're on to their next thing. Number three, test the plausibility. Um, make sure you do focus groups, research, whatever it takes to make sure it's a business that um, really has the opportunity to succeed. Um, number four, write a business plan followed by that marketing plan. Um, so if you um, if you don't have a plan, then um, then you're you're not going to be as successful as you would like because you may have it all up here in your brain, but if you don't have it down in writing, you don't have something to review, keep yourself honest, and to share with others who are going to be part of your business. Um, number five, know your audience actually meet them in person. Don't just hide behind your computer. Go out there. Even if it's a computer-based business, there are real people that are going to be accessing your store, your website. So get to know who those people are. Number six, uh, determine costs. Establish a budget. Make sure you know what those costs are going to be, um, where they need to be, and, and set a, a good budget and budgetary parameters for yourself. Loan versus uh, investors is number seven. Make sure that you determine what's going to be the best avenue for you to secure uh, operating capital. And like I said, you're probably going to find that your own savings is going to be the best opportunity out there. And um, number eight, equity uh, and profit participation. Give a little. Give a little to, um, to whomever is helping you in the beginning so that they're even more incentivized to help you further. Think big, don't think small. Think big picture where you want that company to be. You wanna be the next Virgin, you wanna be the next Google. You, you could make it happen. Just think big and set, set your course toward that. Number 10, finally, keep fixed costs as low as possible. Don't set up too many expenses right from the beginning that are gonna be hard to meet. Keep, keep your costs as low as you can. 
keep it running out of a home with limited operational costs, whatever it takes to make it as profitable as you can as early as you can. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Wagner Live Insights will be back tomorrow morning only on Periscope at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And until next time, this is Wagner signing off. This has been another episode of Wagner Live. For replays, show schedules, and more information, go to wagnerlive.com. Till next time.